What the Magic. Let's explore this week's topic and talk about what kind of magical possibilities are open to us now. So, let's dive on in. start today by talking about community and why it's important for us especially in this kind of crazy hectic time and to help me have that conversation about community I've invited my good friend Violet to come on and join and kind of talk about her experience with community and share kind of how she got into her community and um, this kind of wonderful magic work we do as well as um, talk with me about some things about community that really stand out to us. So welcome, Violet. Hello. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Um, So before we kind of talk with Violet about some of the community stuff, I want to share, um, it's a funny story to me now. Um, It was a very interesting um, time. Uh, and it sounds a li- little ridiculous to say it was an interesting time when it was just a little over six hours ago. Um, I have seen this big thing all week, and actually Violet shared it with me, um, this big call for this mass meditation today and kind of tomorrow, depending on your time zone, about sending the entire world healing. And I'm a big believer that you test things in your own field to see how they sit and they resonate and if you should do it or if you shouldn't do it. And as I read through that and knowing what I know and doing what I do, it didn't fit into who I am as a healer and the way I look at the world, even through those lensings. And I'm not saying my lensings are a hundred percent correct, right? Everybody has their own view of the world. What I'm saying is it didn't feel right to me. And I'm in a number of different communities of light workers, grid weavers, healers, whatever we want to refer to ourselves as. And so today I decided to share my perspective about this huge one million light worker meditation that was supposed to happen today. And I wanted to talk to them and point out why I didn't want to do it. And I really wanted to share that perspective because I thought it was important to show people that it's, it, you don't just blindly plug in. So I crafted this amazing post with Violet's help and, um, and I posted it in all of the groups I'm in, every single one, especially the ones that have been posting about this meditation the most, because I really wanted people to start asking these questions about whether or not this was actually gonna be beneficial for not only them, but for everyone on the planet. And I had most of my communities that I'm in uh, respond very positively to it. Um, I had one <laughs> that was very against me, um, and, and maybe not against me, but very triggered by what I had said. Um, there were things lobbed at me like, how can I call myself a healer? Because I'm telling people not to send healing energy to the world, and I'm accusing people of invading other people's fields. So it was really interesting to see all of that thrown back at me. And it really solidified 
the community I want to make and the people I want to serve, which I know you're probably sitting back and being like, Kelly, why would you want to help people that are throwing insults and these crazy like energy pulls and making you wrong for what you believe? And that's exactly why, right? One of the things that has constantly been driven into my head through my entire journey is you don't know what you don't know. And these people who are lobbing all of that at me don't know what they don't know. So I'm not mad at them, right? It just shows me, one, I'm going to have a job for a really long time, guys. But two, there's so much to explore and so many people that are so stuck in this belief system and aren't moving. And I cannot wait to show them what that flow feels like. I cannot wait to show them a community where you're not made wrong for who you are and what you believe. And I'm so excited to be that invitation for all of them and that trigger for all of them. And honestly, right, that post got up to 300 comments on it, right? I've had this thing for a while where I didn't think people even wanted to hear me or listen to me or read what I was putting. But that means that 300 people read what I had to say and they absolutely hated it, which is fine. It's fantastic. And of those 300 people, 15 people ended up reaching out to me. I've had people come um, message me and add me on Facebook to tell me how brave I am for sharing my perspective in a group that was that hostile to me. And then I've had other groups where I've had a lot of support after posting it, where they said, thanks for sharing this. And the leaders of those groups have gone on to make their own post, video, or whatever on their own business page about why it didn't sit right with them, right? So community, and I've made this point before, community, it starts with an I that becomes a we. And I'm so excited to be that I that starts to become a we. That's such an amazing story. Witnessing it was really awesome. Um, as your friend, <laughs> it was really, and I can feel like some people might be a little bit scared off by that because to be honest, you put yourself out there and almost 300 people basically told you that they hate you. <laughs> I mean, so what, what was one of the posts that I showed you? I think it was like, um, take your demon energy back. Yeah. Something like that. And I just, I couldn't help but crack up because I work as a channeler and so I work with all of these different collectives and I love working with the demonics when she was like, take your demons back. I was like, okay, they're, they're, they're pretty chill people, but okay. <laughs> so it's just, it's so interesting to see how different communities go the way they are. And so I think what we really want to get to today is why community is so important what it's like when you're in person versus in person versus an online community what community even means to us and potentially for you guys if this is resonating with you and how you can start to bridge different communities and how you know when it's time to leave a community that's a really big one because i think a lot of us um end up in this position where we feel stuck in a community and the reason i started with that story actually goes into how you know when to leave a community and you know when to leave a community when you don't feel like you fit right 
so many of us have outgrown friend groups, have outgrown um, people, have outgrown sometimes even our own families. And there's no wrongness to that. It's just we're moving at the speed of freaking whatever speed we want to move at. And some people can't keep up. And that's how you know it's time to leave, right? So that community, I had been in to actually start meeting people to start building my business. And what I realized when I posted that post was I didn't fit there because I don't plug into their belief system. And I'm not willing to slow myself down or plug into a belief system that doesn't fit me to try and make money because that's not going to make me money at all. That's just going to slow me down. And so that's how I know how to leave community. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, so for me, I've transitioned through a number of communities in my life, just like most people. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got uh, your school communities when you're a kid and the community like your neighborhood and all of these things as you're growing up. And then maybe you go to college and you've got a whole different crew that you're hanging out with there. And then, um, you know, you leave that scenario and now you're like an adult and you have to find a whole new group of friends sometimes, or maybe you're still hanging out with the same ones. I personally was, I was always craving really close friendships. So it's something that I've always wanted. I had some really, really close ones as I was growing up in high school and stuff. Um, But then of course, when I got to like my mid twenties, I had that crisis of realizing that we were no longer in the same place anymore. Just like what you were talking about. Um, We had just basically outgrown each other. And I remember the moment that that hit me when my best friend from high school, I realized that we'd outgrown it or I had outgrown her really because in my mind she was in the same place that she'd always been which is totally fine because she was very happy there but I just wasn't there anymore so that was really hard for me um I remember being very upset about it um I found it very difficult to deal with but anyway as things progressed I realized that I was still craving that really close friendship that I had created with some of my closest friends in high school and I had this interesting belief that it wasn't actually possible to create really, really close relationships with people if you hadn't known them like almost your whole life. So that was something that I had to, um, that I came up against and I had to clear. And then once I started allowing myself to ask for it, it was really interesting how quickly I was actually able to manifest it. So I started playing with manifesting, um, I wanna say like end of 2015, beginning of 2016. And it's, you know, like April, 2020 right now. So it's been a little while, but it was like, as soon as I started asking for it, things started lining up and uh, that's when all the new communities started coming to me. So I found a couple new groups that I was part of and joined some um, intuition building courses. Cause that was something that was really interesting to me at the time. And I got really, really close with some people in there. And then I realized I had more moments of I've totally outgrown this. And for me, that what that felt like was I felt like I was being limited, like I was having limitations put on my own growth. And it started to feel like I was being made wrong for asking questions. And that was really challenging for me. I don't know if you've experienced that, Kelly. Um, yeah, for sure. I think the really interesting thing for me is, um, 
I wasn't very close with anybody in high school. I had maybe one or two friends, but I had a pretty broad circle of acquaintances. And a lot of it was because I didn't feel like I belonged there. Um, by the time I had hit ninth grade, actually probably sooner than that, by the time I had hit fifth grade, I realized um, I never wanted to live in my hometown. Um, I had also realized that the people that were in my class weren't the people that I wanted to spend time with. Um, I went to a really small school too. So um, I, my graduating class was 32 people and I had known almost all of them since kindergarten. So by the time I hit fifth grade, I had already spent six years in the classroom with all of these people. And I knew um, without really knowing, right? I had that intuition that um, not very many of them were going to leave our hometown or be where I wanted to be with my life. And by the time I hit high school, that really solidified for me. I was that kid who was always reading, always looking for knowledge, always asking questions. And meanwhile, I was in classes and going to school with people who were like, I want to try alcohol for the first time. What is like, what is sex and things like that. And they were going down that path, but that wasn't the path I wanted to walk. I wanted to indulge all of my curiosity and seek so much knowledge that I just didn't blend with them. And when I was in high school, honestly, I thought they all hated me because I was so different. But now I'm 10 years out of high school and which sounds crazy to me. Um, but I realized that it's not a matter of they hated me. It was just a matter we, we were in two different places that entire time. And I remember when I started my first semester of undergrad, um, by the time I graduated high school, I was already starting to drift away from my high school best friend. And by the time I started my first semester, I realized that that friendship was kind of done because I had come home for a break and she and I were hanging out and she was exactly the same as we were in high school. Um, she wasn't going to school yet. She didn't know what she wanted to do with her life. And I was like, I'm going to get my degree. I'm going to go on and get my master's. I eventually want to get my PhD. I'm going to become a college professor. I'm going to work in higher ed. I'm going to do all of these really cool things. And this is the trajectory that my life is on. And then I realized that that trajectory didn't have room for her in it. And at first I felt really, really bad because I was like, oh man, this really sucks. Like she's one of my closest friends. And then I also had to do a bit of reflection on that as well, because the idea of friendship there was also really different because if I'm honest, we weren't really friends. I was a crutch for her um, and she was a crutch for me. So I didn't feel so alone. But by the time I got into college, um, I had a different group of friends every year. So I had a different group of friends my freshman year, my sophomore year, and even my senior year. Um, and it was really interesting because some of my friends from sophomore, or freshman year became moved into my sophomore year circle, and some of the ones from sophomore year moved into junior year, and some of them from junior year moved into senior year. Um, and then I took a gap year and went to grad school, and some of my grad school friends and I still chat on occasion, but I'm not super close to any of them. Um, what I've realized is that my core community right now is my like core group of friends from my senior year of undergrad. And then my community right now of all of the wonderful ladies that I've done courses with um, over the last year or so. Um, and so it's one of those things, like Violet said, 
when I've outgrown those communities, I, I felt like I was starting to limit myself and put myself in a box and make myself smaller to fit into where they were. Um, and then eventually, and it took me a really long time to get this, um, probably up until about, um, how long ago was our, um, course, um, our in-person meeting? <laughs> the first time you and I met? No, first, oh. uh, Edmonton. That was two uh, weeks just, ago? Almost just three. now? Yeah, it was like three weeks ago. Yeah, so I didn't realize that I didn't have to make myself small to fit in with people till about then. And even then, I'm still, I was still working on it up until this week, right? So it's not something you just learn overnight. It's something that kind of hits you like a bag of bricks one day. And you're like, oh, this is what it feels like to be me and be in a community. Yeah, uh, I totally relate to that. <laughs> um, and then all of the guilt and, you know, bargaining and all of these things that come up once you realize it, it hits you and you're like, well, maybe it's not that bad. And maybe I can just hang out with them on the weekend or whatever. You know, you start creating these scenarios to keep them in your life. And it's because you truly do love them as people. Like, that's that's one of the things that I had to really reconcile is, even though I was moving on from these people that I had, even if it was temporary, even if it was only like for a season, like let's say I hung out with them for six months while I was doing a course or something with them and they were amazing people. But by the end, I felt like it was time to move on. They're all amazing people and they contributed to my personal evolution and I love them dearly as individuals. But what's not working anymore is we're on different trajectories. And so when we get together, there's no flow. There's no fluidity. It's just like, it's like you're having to fight or defend yourself for being who you are. And that's exhausting. I don't think that that's worth doing no matter who you're talking to. And a lot of people will probably disagree with me on that. You know, I'm somebody who doesn't talk to a lot of people that I'm related to because of this reason. Um, and I'm okay with that. I've made peace with it. Uh, and that's not everybody's journey and that's totally okay. Sometimes it takes a few tries to find the community that's right for you. And sometimes they are the right community for you for a season, like for you to learn that one thing or for you to gain that one skill or for you to just learn what you're not willing to put up with. Like sometimes I've been, in groups where it's almost like looking back, 2020 vision, of course, looking back, it's like the whole reason I was there was to learn to stop tolerating really bad behavior and being treated badly. And so I am totally here to show so much gratitude to those people for showing up and being that in that role for me so that I could learn something about myself. Yeah, for sure. I think that kind of gets us into the discussion of like why community is so, so, so important, right? It's especially in times like these, I would not <laughs> legitimately, I have been in quarantine for three weeks now. Um, and so we had um, an in-person workshop for the course that Violet and I are both in right now. And I was in Canada um, for that week. And towards the end of the week, it was a lot of questions of, will I even be able to get back into the States? What's that going to look like? And then when I get back, what's that going to be 
Um, and so because I had traveled internationally, I had to put myself on a 14 day quarantine, which was fine. Um, and then my day job decided to switch to all remote um, classes, all remote services, everything like that. So I have legitimately been stuck in the house since I got back. Like the only time I've left the house is to go grocery shopping or to take my dog to the dog park, things like that. And I live with my boyfriend, which is great, but he's got his own stuff that he needs to do and work on and, and kind of get comfortable with like, and he's a big part of my community because he's my person. But if it wasn't for my community that Violet is a part of, I would have probably lost my goddamn mind. Um, and I have almost lost my goddamn mind a few times. Um, I think, what was it? Tuesday? Um, yeah, it was, it was like Tuesday this week. Um, I was in a hardcore, I hate people. I hate humanity. I don't want to talk to anybody. I think everything is garbage. I'm done. I'm just going to be alone. F it all. And, um, so I had texted Violet and I was like, I'm spinning. And I was like, and I'm spinning hard. And she goes, do you want to talk about it? And I go, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, um, I ended up taking a break from the work project that I was doing and I think we were on the phone for about an hour, hour and a half while I, she helped me work through what it was. And if it wasn't for that community, I would have just been stuck. And then I would have isolated and pulled myself out of it. Um, and so community is so important to me because it's your support system and it shows you who you are. And it also invites you to be so much more than you are. I think you basically just wrapped up the whole show with that. <laughs> That, that was totally beautiful. Yes, that's all those things. A good community is all of those things. It's going to give you a safe space to, to be you, to explore, to try things on, um, to consider something maybe you hadn't considered before and um, hold you when you need to be held. Because <laughs> we all do. I mean, we're here having this human experience. It's freaking crazy out there. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but the world is a freaking crazy place and we're not meant to do this thing by ourselves like humans are social creatures we just are like we just are that's just human nature so you know trying to tell ourselves that we have to do everything by ourselves and we should be strong enough to do this without all of you know without talking it out or you know we can't have someone to lean on like that's just bull that's a bunch of baloney so if that's why you're stopping yourself just that's enough. <laughs> your community can help you work through things so much faster than you can do by yourself. Because if Kelly had not reached out to me and just kept spinning in it, I can almost guarantee you she would have talked herself out of doing this whole business thing that she is doing right now and kicking ass at and, and really excited for. She would have talked herself out of being who she actually is. And that's not what we want for anybody. So find yourself a community that is willing to hold you up when you're feeling low and throw a big old mirror in your face when you're acting like a spoiled brat and, you know, maybe give you five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever to have a little temper tantrum, but then be like, okay, you got this. What are you going to do about it? Oh yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's really, really important. Like um, I was ready to walk away from it all. I was ready to stay in a job that I am 
absolutely miserable in that doesn't fit who I am um, in an effort to just not have to deal with all of that. And it's, it's so crazy that community can support you in that way. And I'm, I'm not even kidding guys. When you find the right one, it just clicks. Um, and I was very, very lucky to stumble upon the community that Violet and I are in about four ish years ago. Now, um, the person who runs it, um, had a Facebook page at the time it was called four directions. Um, and I was going through this really big, um, I was, Talk, I was seeing spirits out of the corner of my eye. I was starting to play with tarot cards and I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? And um, a friend of mine um, actually invited me to this person's page, um, to Caitlin's page. And I was like, oh, interesting. This is some really cool stuff. There's some, she did a bunch of Facebook lives and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like I'll play with it, but I'm not really going to buy into it. Um, and then kind of last December, she offered a free four-week beginning intuition, how to connect with things course. And she was like, hey, this is like a preview of my big course. If you guys want to take it, four weeks free in December. And I was like, fuck yeah, four weeks free of all of this stuff and I get to learn. I was like, I'm in. And I was like, because my curiosity was freaking brimming at that point. I was like, I need to know. Um, and so that four-week course ended up transitioning into her first 20 week course and then her next 20 week course and then the course that I'm in now with Violet um and it's been crazy and I've met so many wonderful women in this that um I wouldn't have met otherwise and that community just clicked um I've had moments right just like anything right sometimes who you are as a person doesn't work for some people in the community. And there's not a wrongness in that, but it also shows that other person that you've triggered or, you know, isn't happy with um, who you are, um, what they can be. And it's so amazing because I've acknowledged that one of the things I'm really, really good at is triggering the ever loving crap out of people and I love to do it because I love to hold that mirror up so people can see what they need to move and that's another reason why community is so important to me like I wouldn't have been able to move what I moved this week and you know a couple of weeks ago and even as far back as a year ago if I didn't have people showing it and putting it in my face and I think that's why this community to me is so important and this community started online and I think that's the crazy part to me is the people that I am closest to in my life right now are people I met on the internet. And if my mother were listening to this conversation, she would continually tell me people from the internet are dangerous. Well, I ended up meeting a bunch of people from the internet. Um, after I just, so I took a bunch of courses with these people from the internet and then my crazy ass decided oh, I don't know any of them. Let me just go to a country I've never been to before. And one, that was my first time out of the United States, guys. So first time leaving the country to meet a bunch of an internet strangers in a place I had never even heard of before. Holler Banff, Canada. <laughs> yes. Um, which honestly is, I want to live there someday. I freaking loved it. 
But I got to go to this place and meet all of these amazing people that I'd been talking to for a freaking year on the internet and actually be in person with them. And I cannot tell you guys how magical that is, right? We have our online communities and they are great for support. I love online communities. And I'm not saying that, oh, if you have an in-person community, forget about the online links. No, not at all. I think it's really important to have that online community as well as an in-person one because they show you different things, right? I have moved so much with my online friends and just kind of communicating with them back and forth on Zoom or Skype or Facebook Messenger. But the moment we're all in a room together, it just amplifies everything because you're in their field and their field is literally just chucking shit at you. And you're like, oh, fuck. Right. And you're jumping backwards and you're like, oh, I can clear that. Oh, I can move that. Oh, that's a cool perspective. You do this cool thing. Teach me. Right. And you get to see that so much faster in person online. You get to be like, I think you're making me angry, but I'm not quite sure yet. And keep going. And then you get to kind of work through it and clear it. Whereas in person, you get to be like, that pisses me off. Why? <laughs> right. So I think that's a very different feeling. hundred um, percent. Yeah. I've been on a few retreats, a couple with Kelly. Uh, they're always super magical. There's always some sort of drama that happens and it's just a freaking blast. I can't even explain it. There's something that happens when you get a bunch of people together in the same room or in the same hotel or the same place sharing space, especially magical, intuitive people. It's bananas. I can't even explain it. Um, the online circles are great for continued connection and for meeting people that you wouldn't otherwise. You get to instantly connect with anyone. Like Kelly is in Texas and I'm up in British Columbia, Canada, and we talk to each other every single day. And that never would have been possible like back when I was little, when I was a kid, like that wasn't really a thing. Like there was computers and the internet, but it wasn't really that popular back in the 90s. So uh, we are super fortunate to have the connectivity that we have available to us through the internet and how instant things are to connect with people, um, you know, in a course or even just a text. But if you can meet those people then in person and do something really fantastic, go on a retreat together, go on a trip together, travel, it just adds so much to your life. Um, you can move things so much faster. You get to know people's personalities so much more than you do online when you're just looking at a talking head or even a non-talking head. Because I don't know about you guys, but I've been in a lot of classes, online Zoom rooms, where most people don't even say a word and you're trying to get a feel for who this person is and their personality by the way their nose twitches or the lighting in their room or you know, whatever their hair looks like today. And it's really, really difficult to do that uh, most of the time. So I'm all, of, I'm all for both, like online for consistent weekly or every other week kind of check-ins and conversations, um, getting together in smaller pods or having phone conversations. These types of things are amazing. But if you ever get a chance to go to an in-person retreat with some of these people, do it, like do it. It will change your life. I'm not even kidding. And I, I think that's one of the things too that's so amazing. And here's the thing, um, at first, right, I had, right, I had been a part of that community that led to these courses for about four years, three years before I jumped in and even signed up for a course. 
and then another year or so before I even signed up for a retreat, right? The great thing about these online communities is it gives you a bridge. It gives you a way in, right? If you don't know what you want to do or where you want to be or, or even what kind of, um, for lack of a better phrase, and later down the road, I'm going to get into why I hate this word for this so much. But um, for now, right, if you don't know what your gifts are, it's another way for you to explore and start to truly develop them. Like I said, when I first jumped into this community, I didn't even know that mediumship was what I was doing. I was just seeing disincarnated people and freaking myself out because I was like, there's no one freaking there. And then when one freaking talked to me, I about crapped my pants, right? But I joined that community to figure out if other people went through it too. I needed to know I wasn't alone in what I was experiencing. And I can honestly say when you get into these communities and you get to see people truly owning who they are, what they can do, it's goddamn beautiful. Um, and I think it's amazing whether you've been in this game for 15 to 20 years or you've been in it for a month, right? being in an online community is the greatest equalizer and then getting to be in person. So um, some of the women at these retreats have been practicing Reiki or um, access bars or whatever healing modality that they prefer for some of them, like 20 years. I've been seriously doing this for about two now, I know what you're thinking, Kelly, that affects your credibility. I don't think it does at all. I think it just shows you how fast you can move when you have the right community. I am, if you, someday when y'all meet me, you guys are going to realize I move a mile a minute and I do not slow down and I'm not on one thought at any single time, right? But that's been the benefit because the community I am goes, hold up, Kelly, you're running five things right now. Let's focus on one and let's really zero in on what that is. And then we can see where it tendrils into the other four that you're going down. Right. And Violet has pulled me back from that ledge so many times since we met in Canmore. And if I'm honest, right, you don't know who you're talking to through a screen. Right. I've, <laughs> when I first met Violet, I was like, you know, you just, I didn't know if we would click. Like, I didn't know if we would be friends or how this would work. And I honestly, I was a little intimidated by Violet because she works so closely with the person who leads that community. And I was like, I'm never going to be good enough to hang out with Violet. And I was like, because I'm never going to be good enough to hang out with that person either. And it was this lie I was telling myself because I didn't think I was good enough to be me. And yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. And it's been a big one for me for the last freaking forever. How long? Well, forever. Right. Yeah. That's, I think that's a pretty common thing for most humans, if not most healers, the yeah. I'm not good enough and comparison game. Right. Mm -hmm. But so what I got to do in Canmore when I met both of them was they immediately were like, if this is how you're going to show up, cool. Welcome to the circle. And I, I'm not going to lie, um, when I was invited back to Violet and Caitlin's room, 
I about shit my pants because I was like, oh my God, I'm good enough. Right? I was so excited. I was like, I get to come into somebody's room. I get to share space with them. I was like, I'm, I'm not just a retreater anymore. Like I'm in the inner circle. And I was like, yes, fucking made it. Um, but that's what community does. And man, since that happened, has Violet and Caitlin have been wonderful and challenging me to show up every single time we get together in a new level. And the last time we met, um, in Caitlin's I, house, by yeah, the way, it was at Caitlin's house. And, um, we went on an adventure, um, just kind of driving around with Caitlin. And I was like, if you had told me a year ago that I would be doing that, I'd be like, no, <laughs> but I also had an opportunity, um, with that community where Caitlin trusted me to be a floater for, um, our sessions when we were running this, um, the decodes healing modality on each other. And she and I would be upstairs talking and then all of a sudden I'd get ping and I'd run downstairs and I would just do whatever I needed to do. I'd go back up, we'd pick up our conversation, I'd get pinged and then I would just go. And it was, I think, <laughs> I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. But um, when Violet talked to me afterwards, I was like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, I, I did the thing. Um, but that's what community does is um, when you're in the right one and when you're in person, you get to see who you really are and you get to play with so much more. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah. So just to clarify what Kelly's talking about here. Uh, so she and I are in a uh, practitioner training program for a brand new healing modality called the decodes or the disruptor codes. Um, it was created by an amazing healer named Caitlin Scott, and she is the owner of Magic Beyond Boundaries um, based out of Edmonton area in Canada. And uh, so she's sort of the teacher, the leader of this community that we've been talking about this whole time. And uh, we are doing a pretty intensive training course for this healing modality and we were all in person at Caitlin's house in Edmonton for five days together. There was how many, like 14 of us, I think, all together. Um, I'm not sure if I have that number right, but there was a lot of us there, uh, all from different areas, probably half from the US, half from Canada. And it was an intensive work workshop. And on the last day, we were doing sessions on each other. So uh, it was just an a full day of one-on-one -on -one sessions or two-on-one sessions. We were doing small groups and Kelly wasn't chosen to be a healer for anyone for the morning. And instead she ended up um, sort of, like she said, being a floater. So she would come in as needed. Um, and otherwise she was hanging out with Caitlin in her living room and they were having this amazing conversation. And she was, she was totally tuned into the, to the team, the way that Caitlin is as the teacher. So she was energetically getting pinged when somebody needed help and I witnessed it. And she came in and helped my group a couple of times to help the person that was on the table for us. She would just float on in, put her hands on the body and start moving things and help uh, wherever the group was stuck or just to help things move faster. And then she would move on to the next group and then she would go back upstairs. And um, everybody in that room noticed, I think anyone who had Kelly work on them, how in the flow she was, she was 
uh, she was just herself and she was really responding to the group energy and where she was needed. So she just came in, she lit up a few spots on the body, helped move some energy or whatever was going on for that person, got everybody back on track and then she would pull out and leave. And so it wasn't about her at all. She was just helping whoever was on the table to move stuff. And I told her after that it was really beautiful to watch that it was like watching an artist create a masterpiece because she was so herself and in flow in that moment. And so I told her, if Kelly, if you can hold that, if you can recall how you felt in that moment, because that is your greatness. Um, and I feel like that made an impact for you. Uh, but witnessing it and experiencing it with you was just magical. Like I can't even explain it. Yeah. Um, honestly, that conversation, um, I, you know, every, every person goes through this, right. Everybody goes through their like, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not, not fast enough. I'm not like a healer. Um, and when Violet told me afterwards that, Hey, that was just beautiful to watch you do that. I was like, do what? I was so in it that I didn't even know what I was doing. And, um, it really hit me, um, kind of afterwards, like what it was like, especially when I got home and I wasn't in that state anymore. I was stressed out. I was frustrated. I had, I had practically reverted to the way I was before I had even gone to this workshop. Like I just got, I got sucked into, to work. I got sucked into my relationship. I just, I went full on just two steps back. Right. And well, your, like, your travel wasn't the most fun getting home. <laughs> I don't even want to talk this whole, about it. This whole virus situation wasn't fun either. Oh. It like erupted as we were all leaving. So. And so it was, it was an adventure to get home. And, um, the crazy thing is, um, just tangent for this story real quick. Um, I thought the hard part was going to be getting out of Canada. That was the easy part. My flight from Canada left a half hour early. My flight from Houston to Fort Worth, that is about 45 minutes in the air did not happen. <laughs> and we had, four different planes that we got on. The first three all had the same engine problems and then they just rebooked our flight. Um, so I was supposed to get home at five o'clock that evening. I got home at 9.30. I was a little pissed, but that's a die, right? But the entire time I was stuck in, you know, George Bush International Airport, um, I was talking with my community and I was like, I just want to be home. Like I am tired. I'm grouchy. I'm just drained. I was like, I don't want to have to hold my field in an airport. I was like, I just want to go home where my home is covered in my nice little grid and I don't have to worry about holding anything. I can let my field down. I can just sleep and rest. And I couldn't do that because I was stuck in an airport. So yeah, really grouchy and snippy with people, um, <laughs> which is not normally my nature. And, um, then we got home and we decided to stop at Walmart for some toilet paper and there wasn't any. <laughs> just got toilet paper this freaking week and we didn't get it from a store. My boyfriend got it from one of his coworkers who had hoarded toilet paper. 
it's been a rough couple of weeks, but thank goodness for my community and all of that. But um, I think what I want to talk about before we kind of go into our stories of community, and we've kind of shared bits of that, is what it does to you when you deny community to yourself. Um, and for me, what it means when I pull back from community is I'm pulling back from me. Um, which sounds like a strange phrase, but so many of these people have my heart um, and I, I love them so, so much. And I would say they carry a piece of me, but I've taken all of myself back from them. Um, but I, I adore these people. And when I had that thought that I want to disconnect from everyone, it wasn't even my thought. It wasn't me. It wasn't, um, a Kelly, this is a rational s response to being stressed out from work or from the fact that you're not where you want to be right now. It was, I don't know how to deal with anything. And the only way I know how to deal is to be alone. And when you do that, you're not being authentic. You're spending time in a place where you don't need to be. You're, you're literally getting stuck in the emotion. Um, and when you don't have community to be like, hey, get your head out of your ass, you stay in that and you actually do damage to your body. You raise your stress levels. You put on weight because you're, you're emotionally storing all of that crap. You're, you're not eating right. You're self-sabotaging, right? There's so many things that go into denying community. And I know when I walk away or step away from that community, I'm not only doing all of that, I'm denying myself and I'm hurting other people, whether I recognize it or not, by not showing up for people, I'm hurting them, right? I cannot call myself a healer if I'm just sitting on my couch all day and saying, oh, I'm going to send love and light to people. It doesn't do shit. And I have an entire rant about that one for down the line, but you need to do something. You need to show up. Because if you're not showing up for community and you're denying yourself community, not only are you hurting you, but you're hurting everyone else. Yeah, um, that's all totally true. I feel the same. Um, it's really easy to pull back and retreat when you're feeling depleted. And I feel like that is the vast majority of the reason why we deny ourselves community is either because we have some interesting beliefs about our value and our worth as individuals or, um, or we're just simply depleted. And that comes down to taking personal responsibility of your body and making sure that you're managing your energy field and asking for help when you need it. And that's where community comes in. We all get depleted. We all, you know, have moments when we're not sleeping well or we're not eating that great or maybe we have a lot of people pulling at us constantly to fix things for them or whatever especially as healers you've got a whole community of people that are looking to you to help them and to guide them through their hard times and that's another reason why community is so important i don't think anyone can be an effective healer without having a group of people that they can turn to when they're not feeling 100% themselves um so what happens when you're denying yourself community is you're also cutting off all of the people who could be helped by you standing in your greatness. And that's a disservice to yourself and it's a disservice to the planet. So 
if you've been sitting in a pity party like I've done before, <laughs> I've decided recently that I'm not doing that anymore because it's not helpful, but I've definitely been there. You know, having a pity party because I feel like I'm not good enough and I feel like nobody likes me and um, who am I to help anyone anyway? Like those are all lies. That's not real. That's not you thinking that. that those are projections that you're picking up from other people and who knows where else, uh, potentially old Akashic loops or stories from past lives. Maybe it's ancestral, who knows? But every time you allow those thoughts to guide you and to tell you where to go and you know you choose to go into the emotion rather than reaching out, doing the hard thing, sometimes it is hard to reach out. But every time you deny that, you're not only denying it for yourself, you're denying it for all of the people who are already connected to you and all of the potential clients, if you are a healer, who are waiting for you to step up so that they can find you so you can help them. It doesn't help anybody to shrink yourself down and to keep yourself out of community. Um, yeah, so that's my rant on that. I think community can be super duper valuable. It's okay to not feel like the community you're in right now is a good fit for you. It just means it's time to move on. Um, and if you're in an amazing community, if you've got cool people around you, then stop, you know, pulling yourself back from that because it's not helping anybody. Like imagine how good it feels when somebody really sees you. Like when somebody really sees you and hears the things that you're saying, how amazing that feels, how validating that is. And when you can be that for other people, they're like, there's nothing else like it. So community, it's like the fastest way to get your work done. No, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> I feel like um, we've, we've done a pretty different, a pretty different, um, English is hard, guys. Um, we've done a pretty solid um, description of, of why community. Um, <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you guys, we planned this podcast to be a half hour, and I think we're above that, which is totally fine. I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, I was like, man, this is going to be a bitch to edit to get it down to half hour. And then I was like, mm, nah. Like, it can be as long as it needs to be. And I think that's the other thing, too, is. Um, Community can help you see that sometimes the unexpected is a good thing. Um, but what I kind of want to wrap up with is kind of just a bit of our stories about how we got into our community and um, kind of some of the places we want to go with our community um, and just kind of go from there. So Violet, if you want to share your story first. Um, okay. So the current community that Kelly and I are in together uh, these healing practitioners. It's pretty badass, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, so I started following Caitlin um, in 2017. I was added to her first fa fa uh, Facebook group, her first free Facebook group that she had. And by, interestingly enough, a woman who I was in the current community that I was in of healers and I was just transitioning out of because I had just realized it wasn't a good fit anymore. And uh, I guess we had, so someone that I was in that course with um, that I was ready to leave from actually knows Caitlin. 
so it's interesting how that happens where they call it like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon or something. Anyway, so she added me to this group and I thought it was her group. I didn't realize it was somebody else's. And, um, there was like a, she was doing a live on, uh, like energy testing. So I went to it and then I realized that it wasn't actually my friend who was hosting it. It was somebody else, but she started talking about, um, truth testing. So like, how do you know what's true and right? And she, in that free class taught me how to truth test. And it was like the most mind blowing thing to me at the time. I was like, holy crap, I had no idea. Um, And then she also taught me about how so much of what we feel isn't even ours. So like these two things that I learned at a free workshop, I was just like, this is the craziest thing ever. And then of course, when she started um, advertising for her first intuition building course, I was like, I'm totally in. Cause if this is the stuff that you're giving me for free, like, I don't even know what I'm going to learn in this thing. Uh, so it was a transition from an old community that I was no longer a good fit for. And I jumped into this one and I've been in here since 2017. I'm not somebody who normally feels the need to stay somewhere just because that's where I'm at. So I'm staying in this community because it's still right for me. Every single day I'm in it, I am challenged to do better, to be better, to show up more and to release more of my wounding and my crap that I've been carrying around for who knows how many lifetimes. And I can't even explain how different my life is now from what it was when I first started working with Caitlin and meeting these people. Um, And I've met a bunch of different people through it because, of course, I was in the very first course that she ever taught. Kelly came in much, much later. Uh, So I'm hanging out with people in the community that I wasn't in the beginning. And the people that I hung out with the most at the beginning, I'm not really talking to as much anymore. But we're all sort of still in the same community for the most part. Some people have left. But yeah, so for me, um, it was a transition from an old one. Somebody added me. Of course, at the time, there was lots of sort of signs and things, synchronicities coming up in my life. And so I just was in a state where I was like, if something shows up and it feels really good, I'm especially if it's something I've been asking for, I'm just going to follow it. And that was probably the smartest thing that I ever decided to do. Um, And then recently I started actually working with Caitlin. So we're both working together in her business, Magic Beyond Boundaries, uh, now I'm, I've started helping to support the communities as well, which is something that I didn't have the capacity to do when I first started on this journey because I was so bogged down and I never, ever would have imagined that I would get to a place where I could actually hold space for other people who were spinning out. But it turns out that I'm actually really, really good at it. And I love getting to hold space for a community. Like it's one of my favorite things to do and going on retreats and being in these Facebook groups and like helping people while they're they're having light bulb moments is just like the most rewarding thing for me. So I have found not only my tribe and the things that I love to do, but I've also found like my home and my calling in life. And it's all because I followed my intuition and said yes, every time something came up and I went in wholeheartedly into my community. So that's been sort of my journey. I love you, Violet. Um, <laughs> my um, my journey is kind of um, similar, but also a little different. Um, I had never been in um, this kind of community before. I actually, when I started realizing that I was talking to dead people, 
Um, one, I was like, I need to get tested because I'm going insane. But um, my mom has always kind of been into this, the spiritual stuff, but she didn't have a whole community. It was just kind of like, she did her thing um, and things like that. But the friend of mine that actually ended up inviting me into Caitlin's group um, actually knew a psychic from a couple towns over and she put me in contact with her. And so I was really, really struggling with what was happening because I thought I was losing my mind. Um, I was getting premonitions of the future. I was seeing all these disincarnated souls and I was extremely overwhelmed because while I have been doing all of this since I was really, really young, right? Some of my best friends when I was a kid were fairies and gnomes and disincarnated humans, but I didn't know that. Like looking back, I'm like, oh, duh, that makes sense. But um, when I was a teenager, I completely turned it all off. I was like, I'm not doing any of this. I'm completely unplugged from everything I can do and from myself. Um, and I mean, there's a big old energetic reason for that because it wasn't me that unplugged, but that's a different discussion. Um, but so by the time I had hit the end of my undergraduate career and had started grad school, it was really coming at me hard. So she had put me in touch with a psychic and I was like, what is happening? Like what kind of resources should I have and everything like that? And she would answer me maybe once every couple of months. And here I am just trying to get into this and understand what's going on and what this intuition is and everything I'm experiencing. And I've got no one, like no one to really explain and talk me through what's happening. Um, and so what I had was that same friend ended up, I think, stumbling upon Caitlin's group. I don't know if she knew someone who was in the group or whatever, she ended up inviting me and to the group and I was like, well, I don't know if this is going to help me. And I had a lot of doubt. I was like, oh, you're going to invite me to this another group with this other healer that's not going to have any information for me and no time for me. Why am I even doing this? But then I was like, well, Kelly, just give it a shot. See what the hell happens. And so I did. And um, that was back in, I want to say like 2016. Like probably it would have been later than that because she didn't start her business till 2017. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Weird. I'm really bad at time. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably 2018. Maybe. Like the end. Yeah. Hmm. That's about when she called it for directions too. What group was I in? Mm-hmm. Okay. No. So <laughs> I was in four directions whenever that started. Um. <laughs> Maybe it was actually when I moved to Texas, which it might have been. Um, and I had already been playing with um, tarot cards and runes, and I had kind of come to terms with the fact that I was talking to dead people. Um, and strangely enough, um, it was my mom that really helped me with the mediumship aspect because she's like, Kelly, you've been doing this since you were like freaking this tall um, as I gesture while this is an audio format. Um, uh, She's like, you've been doing this since you were really little, so I don't know why it scares you. And I was like, because I'm fucking talking to dead people. Um, I'm insane. But I came to terms with that and um, ended up, I moved down to Texas. Um, had someone, funny enough, that I had worked with when I was in grad school, but hadn't really talked with. And um, she is Mohawk. 
And so she had talked to me about a lot of their traditional practices and things like that. And I was like, well, um, not to freak you out, but I read tarot cards and I talk to dead people. She was like, that's so cool. And so we really bonded on that. And that was, I, well, at that point, it probably was when I stumbled upon Four Directions um, and started following that. And then um, last December was that four-week free course. And then that January was the first 20-week course I took. And then by that April, it was the next 20-week course. And then by June, it was time for decodes. And um, it's crazy that I've only been doing this for almost two years now. Um, which feels like way longer, but, um, I didn't expect to find the community that I have, um, a lot, I have a lot of wounding or had a lot of wounding with community because everywhere I've ever been, um, didn't really accept me for who I was. And there was a lot of people who were like, Kelly, you need to change. And, that was really hard because I was like, well, I don't want to change who I am. And that was something that it was a huge weight on my shoulders. And, you know, coming into this community, it's really lifted that weight. And um, I had this huge realization um, a couple of weeks ago that I don't have to be anything else. Um, and I think I, I had said this to Violet. I don't need to be who I want to be. I just need to be me because being me is who I want to be. And I finally, finally, after, you know, so long, right. I'm 27 freaking years old. Like you would think that when being all of my life, I would have figured out who I am and who I, who I want to be, but who you want to be is such a human concept. And I had to realize that if you want to be someone, you're not being yourself. And so you have to want to be you. And today, when I had those 300 people telling me I was wrong for who I am, a couple of weeks ago, that would have sent me into a giant freaking spiral and I would have been a mess. But today I was like, 300 people freaking hate me for who I am? Oh my God. Like, I remember I looked over at my boyfriend and he goes, well, are you okay? And I go, I'm freaking excited. He goes, what? I was like, these are my people. These are the people I'm going to work with. I'm going to show them what community really means. I'm going to show them what it really means to be a healer. Because like I said in the very beginning of this podcast, and I want to bring this full circle, is community is a bunch of eyes becoming a we. So if you are looking for your community and you want to become, go from an I to a we, I do have a Facebook group. It's called Storied Connections. And you are more than welcome to join in. Um, we're not very big yet, so we're going to be a tight-knit group. But I cannot wait to invite you to this community. Thank you for listening to What the Magic. Uh, I'm so great for all of you. Uh, if you're interested in following along with all of the stuff that is happening with us, we have a Facebook page at Story Bridged Healing and a YouTube channel as well, What the Magic. Keep up to date with us there and we'll share some fun things. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day.